Welcome, everybody, to the Year of the Movie podcast, the podcast where we talk about movies from the year of the movie 2023. I'm Sebastian. I'm Maggie. And as always, we have Bryce in our video booth. And as always, I never check my own camera before we do this. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yep. That's a little sneak peek for Mm -hmm. our video viewers. What could it be? It's just Bryce showing off his body. (laughs) I like calling it the video booth, even Mm -hmm. though it's just... The same room that we're in. Same room, five feet away, at a little fold-out table. Yeah, I can put a screen in between us. <laughs> Just uh, allure. <laughs> yeah, so you know, we talk about movies from the year of the movie, twenty twenty-three. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to support us, go to our Patreon. Check that out. Um, all of our content goes up a day early there, and exclusive content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and give us ratings. Good on, ones. On, yeah, good ones, please. <laughs> um, on any of those podcast services that you use to, to listen or watch, leave comments on YouTube. Helps us out. Uh, helps out the algorithms, helps us know what we should do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about Haunted Mansion. Which is completely different from The Haunted Mansion. Yes, but we're also going to be talking about The, the Haunted, Haunted Mansion. Mansion. <laughs> uh with what? special guest Bryce, because <laughs> he has thoughts. I know many things. Yeah, and I have uh, very strong opinions. That's true. Bryce brings yeah. the Disney aspect of the ride. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, why did we start this podcast? Well, we've never talked about this before. We have it. It's I a, just thought that maybe maybe we finally should episode twelve. What episode is this? Uh, it's 13? the the episode where we finally open it up to people. I hope this is episode thirteen. That would be fun. Anyways, you answer the question yeah. of why <laughs> why did we start this podcast? We started this podcast because twenty twenty three has had writer strikes and actor strikes, and then just on top of that, already kind of a weird year for movies. We've got Cocaine Bear. We've got sixty five. We've got tetris and barbie and the that blackberry movie maybe or was that the oh, year yeah, before that was this year. That was yeah this year. um uh george foreman um just so many wild choices all happening at the same time and there's hundreds of them and this yeah. podcast will never end and we didn't realize we that when forever. we started it yeah this is episode 14 i think cool so not quite 13 bottoms was 13 mm. right that was the last one we did yeah I'm okay with that too. Yeah. You always mention the George Foreman movie, and every time it comes to a shock to me, I just always forget it. <laughs> yeah, it's me a too. It's not one that I feel like one you would expect yeah. in 2023, and two that you heard of. Yeah. Like I feel like we really only heard of it because we were looking for 2023 movies. Yeah. It's. Um, I mean, it. I feel like if Air and maybe a, uh, other yeah. like biopic movies hadn't come out this year then that would have been a bigger one but also if they had kept the original title because the original title was so long it was a really long title it was it wasn't just george foreman it was like george foreman and the blah 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 blah. it was and the sorcerer's stone yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah today we're talking about haunted mansion Mm -hmm. the 2023 release one with rosario dawson owen wilson Danny DeVito, mm-hmm. Keith Stanfield. Yeah, the synopsis of the movie is a woman and her son enlist a motley crew of so-called spiritual experts to help rid their home of supernatural squatters. Yeah. What were your first impressions when you heard about this movie? Why? That was my first mm-hmm. impression because, I mean, I grew up with the Eddie Murphy one. And I'm not saying the Eddie Murphy one is a great movie, but 
grew up with that one. But also in 2021, they released the Muppets Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. which like. Did that one just do really well, like, had big audience engagement, and then Disney was like, you know, maybe we should make it again. Um, I don't have much on the Muppet one, Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure about how that was received, but I in general... I didn't love it, personally. Yeah. And I ge- love the Muppets. Yeah. But that one, I was like, eh. In general, I think that's kind of the response of people, yeah. is like, this is the third movie in this franchise. <laughs> And I was like, oh, they made a sequel to the Eddie Murphy one? Because I thought they did, but I just, I just, Mandela affected myself. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't. What was your first impression? Um, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, just because of like the live action movies that have been coming out or live action movies yeah. of, of Disney and then everything is cyclical. So it makes sense that like it's been 20 years, they're going to come up with this movie again although that's not quite the timeline like yeah. um we'll get into that later um bryce yeah what was your first impression when you heard about this movie let's go <laughs> <laughs> anytime anytime i can get any story out of the haunted mansion mm-hmm. because it just has no story yeah. in the ride here for it mm-hmm. also i love seeing all the people complain about that wasn't my story that i had of the haunted mansion yeah because there isn't one you made that up it's just a location it's just a location exactly with a lot of uh, goofy ghouls Mm -hmm. does does the ride take place in in the ride's lore does it take place in new orleans yes okay it's placed in new orleans square in uh disney yeah disneyland the the 2003 movie i think um they originally were gonna set it in like new york or something like that and then they changed it to um new orleans to to be like within the lore of the ride maybe it wasn't new york but it was somewhere like east coast and i read that and i was like hmm why (laughs) (laughs) yeah well uh bryce have you seen the eddie murphy movie oh yeah Yeah. impressions on that oh it was fine yeah yeah uh no, no comments really. Oh, uh, the one thing I do have a comment about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they focused on the wrong things, and I mm-hmm. think that's why it went wrong. Mm. The two thousand three one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they focused too much on the master of the house, or yeah. the debatable master of the house, sure, sure, sure. Master yeah. Gracie, and it was all about the Gracies. Yeah. And it's like, but you have nine hundred ninety-eight other ghosts to talk about canonically yeah canonically yeah <laughs> uh and it, it it's like why yeah. why focus on this one dude mm-hmm. and yeah th- this one i wouldn't say not to get too far into it i wouldn't say it hit all of its marks but mm-hmm. it hit more marks than okay. the 2003 one yeah um oh, i could see that i think there are pros and cons to both of the plots which we will get into in a little bit um, I had also never seen the 2003 movie until we watched it the other night after watching the 2023 one. Yeah. We just kind of put them on back to back. It's like, we don't have to watch this all the way through. And then we just did. <laughs> 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 Which I liked it. Mm-hmm. I had always heard like, um, I think I think my impression of that movie, like just hearing about it was like, it's it's a family movie or like people people feel nostalgic towards it but it's not a critically well received movie no. which i think it's pretty accurate still yeah 
but first, you know, we're, we'll talk about the 2023 one more in depth. And as always, we're going to talk about the trailer mm-hmm. of the film because these movies came out so recently. There's only so much we can talk about it without giving spoilers. And maybe we talk about the trailer and you're like, wow, I should go check this movie out. It sounds like a lot of fun. I think I would like this movie. That's a good impression of our fans, everyone, our audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, we can't legally show the trailer, yeah. So we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting to see how movies are uh, marketed and how different it is from mm. the movie itself. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's my turn. Yes, um, I'm just gonna say that this is the teaser trailer um, because this one reveals the most about the plot of the movie itself and the teaser trailer the does? teaser trailer does Weird. the ones that came out after that are just like shots of ghosts gotcha so okay well spooky music starts as a car pulls a u-haul down a long driveway at night the camera slides to the side showing a do not enter sign on a pillar the screen briefly fades to black before showing the car pulling up to a gate someone unlocking a large padlock and a woman's uh and gabby gabby is the character's name narration saying welcome home Another brief flash to black, coming back on a full shot of the manor, then shots to the spooky interior of the house. Gabby continues, I know this place isn't as warm as I had hoped, and we see a boy named Travis exploring parts of the house with a flashlight, seeing lots of cobwebs and a spooky portrait of a bride. The screen goes dark again and takes longer to come back up on Travis's face as he listens to Gabby say, but I'm, I'm going to light a vanilla candle and it's going to be a game changer. And a frightened Travis responds, will it though? There's a quick cut to the ghost bride vibrating in a room. Travis screams and Gabby says, we're out, grabbing her son and running away from a suit of armor that starts chasing them. The Disney logo comes on screen before cutting back to the mansion exterior while more upbeat violin music plays with the man, Father Kent, standing in front. Kent's voiceover says, this mansion is unhinged, and we see a ghost carrying a lantern walking at the end of the hall. Gabby holds her son close as Kent says, she needs all the help she can get. And there are flashes of the other characters, Harriet and Bruce. And we see Kent talking to a man, Ben, asking him, You want to be a hero? The screen goes black again, coming back up on Ben wiping dust from a mirror and revealing the ghost bride behind him. The screen flashes as she raises an axe, going back to back with a faint scream. Then the music cuts out as the image of Ben fades back up on screen, telling Kent, Pass. Kent says, $2,000. And Ben says, What's the address? He's just in this for the money. Full screen graphics saying, this year, as the music changes again, kind of like old blues, and the words are pushed off to the right as the camera starts to follow Ben walking down the mansion hallway, passing by a portrait of a man. Words come in from the left saying, Disney invites you. They continue to the right as Ben comes back on screen yelling, guys, little help, and the man in the portrait is larger. More words from the left say, to come home. They go right, and Ben continues to walk saying, I know I just saw them. He stops in front of the portrait, the man now raising an axe. The screen goes back to black, coming back up on Gabby saying, This house is a way of playing tricks on you. We see Ben point a remote at a TV, then the remote flies out of his hand. Danny DeVito laughs, and another full screen saying, Because home. (laughs) Another full screen saying, Because home. Before quick, quick shots of the mansion windows disappearing. Ben running down a hallway, a ghost laughing, and Travis looking mildly spooked. More words on screen is where the haunt is. 
Then shots of a ghost holding on, uh, holding its own head, something flying into Danny DeVito's hand, and a storm inside Ben's house. Gabby says, oh my god, and Ben asks, is anyone else seeing this? And Travis says, yeah, I'm seeing it, as the ceiling of a room begins to stretch up, like in the Disney ride. <laughs> There's n- another shot of the ghost bride with her axe walking downstairs, a clock with hands spinning, and a ghost playing a large organ with other ghosts flying out of the pipes. We hear Danny DeVito say, be careful, as we see Ben standing in front of several empty graves, then running through the graveyard. The narration continues. Death lurks around every corner. Over quick shots of doors opening up for a woman, Madame Leota, and various cast members facing down supernatural events. The screen goes black again and fades back up on a second door as Harriet says, Other more powerful entities may come through. And Kent says, Not on our watch. Ben asks, Well, what are you going to do? And Kent holds up an axe and Ben says, Seriously? Kent says, Yeah. Harriet says, They're already dead. Kent responds, They're going to be deader. Then the music continues to build as the movie title comes on screen before uh, appearing soon in theaters. Yeah. Uh, It's, I feel like, not super common for the teaser trailer to reveal the most about the plot. Um, Everything else was just kind of like cinematic shots. Um, I liked the editing of the teaser trailer just because, I mean, we've done, I guess, 14 of these now. Um, And even just like... There's kind of a formula to them of like, and now the full screen graphic comes up with like a movie tagline yeah. or whatever. And I just liked the simple changes of like, it's sliding off screen and mm-hmm. it goes back and forth between the graphics and Ben and things like slowly changing every time. Um, it seems like a Disney movie. Yeah. It seems like that kind of formula. Um, there's some pretty good jokes and then like general acknowledging of haunted house tropes mm-hmm. like uh gabby saying like i'm gonna light a vanilla candle and it's gonna be a game changer and travis is like <laughs> will it will, 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 that will kid nailed that it's a great line delivery yeah. <laughs> uh which is why they put it in the trailer yeah. <laughs> um there are so many axes in this trailer and i'm and i'm just like i wonder if they're like we can't give the ghosts a gun <laughs> or something like what's the spookiest weapon <laughs> are there a lot and of axes eggs. on the ride bryce well it's uh constance hatchaway was the uh ghost mm. bride uh she has a whole thing of she killed all of her husbands with a hatchet i know that's like that's part of her character but then it's also like owen wilson holding an axe and like the the dude in the portrait is also holding an axe over a pig instead of like a big carving knife or something like that it's just an interesting choice to me where they're like we got a lot of axes we got to use them it's a big house probably made of wood (laughs) you need a lot of axes to cut that wood (laughs) it's true i like to imagine though that it's just they had a mishap with their ordering of their prop axes Mm -hmm. and they got like 50 instead of 15 right and they didn't didn't cancel their subscription to amazon yeah i hate that line that's the one part i hated about this movie we'll talk about that We're, we're getting there (laughs) um yeah i'm looking at other notes uh the official trailer again doesn't reveal much about the plot mostly just showing the ghost special effects it also highlights in the official trailer it highlights from the studio that brought you pirates of the caribbean and says take a ride to the other side so really trying to like say like you loved the pirates franchise that was based off of a disney ride you're Mm -hmm. gonna love this one um so they're pretty specific on like who this movie is for yeah it's it's the the big old disney fans except pirates of the caribbean had a plot had a plot and (laughs) was able to hold its own without 
yeah. it being a ride. Mm-hmm. For years, I had no idea it was a ride. It would, I well for years. I mean, I I'm also not a huge Disney parks fan. Yeah, but I really was just like, this is a cool franchise. I mean, it, it sort yeah. of drops off after the third, but yeah, you know, for a while I didn't realize that the the ride came first. Oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, want to talk about the cast? Yeah, it's a good cast, mm-hmm. obviously, because it's a Disney money, so they can afford to have a good cast. Mm-hmm. Ben is Lakeith Stanfield. I love Lakeith Stanfield. Rosario Dawson is Gabby. Owen Wilson is Father Kent. Tiffany Haddish is Harriet. Danny DeVito is Bruce. Jamie Lee Curtis is Madame Leota. Chase Dillon is the kid Travis. And mm-hmm. then... Uh, unfortunately. Unfortunately, Jared Leto is in this movie and he plays Crump slash the Hatbox Ghost. He can't even tell. Exactly. So That's, why is it Jared Leto? I, yeah, that, I, was, I, that was one of my issues is like, I... I could almost get it at first of like he's got the cheekbones like the, there are those images of like the 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 basically just a skull and like high cheekbones or whatever. So I thought in like various flashback scenes when Crump was still alive that maybe there would be some sort of transformation. You get one thing where it's like a newspaper or something or yeah. like a picture of him mm-hmm. and it I don't could've... even remember that. Oh, it's real brief. It's it's yeah. so brief that I was just like, oh, that is Jared Leto. It's when Danny DeVito because uh, his character is a professor um so he has a lot of like information about the local history um and he says he's just like he's just giving exposition basically um and then you see jerry little's face briefly and then in like behind the scenes interviews that i saw they were talking about various cast members and stuff he was the only one that wasn't like included in the interview like everyone else sat down and talked about stuff um at least from the things that i saw and then the director was like, he gave so much to this role. And that was all that they, <laughs> they Yeah, it's because everyone knows that Jared Leto is crazy. Yeah. And you don't want to work with Jared Leto. Allegedly, just... allegedly, please don't sue us. But also, like, method acting is, is bad, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if Jared Leto went method for this. <laughs> if he cut off his own head and carried it around with him. Probably not. Uh, there are also some cameo roles. Yeah. Joe Coy was a bartender. Hassan Minaj was a sketch artist. And Dan Levy was a B&B dinner theater host. Dan Levy had seventh building. Yeah. Like he, his his name was seventh building. He was on screen by itself. He shows he up in, in this movie less than 30 yeah. seconds. He shows up in a trailer. Good job, Dan Levy. Yeah. I have a theory about that. So the two big names, Winona Ryder. Well, okay. And yeah. then also oh, Winona Ryder was a tour guide for the B&B. Yeah. Not credited at all. Right, right, and it's right. Winona Ryder. Yeah. I'm thinking Dan Levy and Winona Ryder, because that uh, mansion that they went into, that was the mansion from Disney World. Mm. Oh. So I'm thinking they're trying to queue up a sequel, and then they would be the stars of that one. I have I have tentative info on that. So but, Disney yeah. World and Disneyland have different haunted mansions? Yes. Uh, the 2003 one kind of... mashed both of them together okay but this one they went with uh purely the disneyland one for the beginning and then they hopped over to the disney world one gotcha Mm. yeah that's Uh, how i think they're gonna try to tie in the hat box ghost mm. i see both of them or both of the movies um expand the size of the house um and like watching this movie i was like yeah it's a big house and then like the 
end credits or something it's like the camera is like flying away from it and it goes down the side of the house and it just keeps going and it's it's massive and then the 2003 one personally the 2003 one felt bigger to me it felt larger because like the rooms were the rooms are massive and it stays on it like the camera stays yeah. on the house more because this fam- you're discovering this house alongside this family yeah. in the, two, the 2023 version the family has already lived there for a while so they're like they're not like welcome to the grand tour or whatever yeah. they're they know what's going on with the house and they don't like it so it doesn't really stick with them that much yeah um i would say if you don't want spoilers now is a time when you should stop listening mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the premise of the movie yeah so um like we see in the trailer um gabby and her son travis uh just moved to new orleans she says at one point that um she's a doctor she lived i think maybe in new york or something they're from new york yeah um her mom lives in the area she wanted to move back they got this house um she like it it goes against some of the initial like haunted house tropes of like we need this is a fresh start for our family we need to be here we're gonna make this or yeah or like you have a financial obligation to stay in this house and you can't actually logistically leave it that doesn't happen within like the first 30 seconds of meeting gabby where she's just like she sees the suit of armor and she's like oh we're fully leaving (laughs) um and then for reasons they have to come back um (laughs) i Sorry, I don't want to step on no. the premise part. I like the reason why they came back because it is a big thing in the ride that be careful, you might have a, a ghost go home with you. It like the hitchhiking that's yeah. the whole thing with the hitchhiking. So like ghost. that helps. I hated it. I thought it was really? so stupid. The, yeah. the ghost rules in this movie I hate. I cannot stand I'm not I a fan of it. the the logic. And this this is the difference between a good movie and a fun movie for me. It's That's like, fair. It, 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 you're pointing out good reasons of why it's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. I like it because it, it, no, it was fun. Fair. I yeah. just, it's called The Haunted Mansion, not The Haunted City. It's actually just Haunted Mansion. <laughs> I'm talking about the 2003 one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you, what you were talking about with Pirates, I think um, they didn't even take... They didn't try to build plot points, except for Tortuga, mm-hmm. uh, from the ride. They just used the aesthetic which I think is good. Yeah. Uh, it worked and, out. Yeah. Uh, and made a good movie. For this one, I think trying to incorporate plot points from the ride into the movie made it not a good movie, but a fun movie. Like the the Doom Buggy, which you'll yeah. get into later. Yeah, that was like their whole goal was to make it... Like, it does not... It does not reference the 2003 movie at all. It is not based off of like... They tried to yeah uh they they tried to give eddie murphy like a little little spot mm. but he wanted like five hundred thousand dollars for a day's work and they were like no eddie <laughs> you, you're not you're not yeah. who you were 20 years yeah. ago i'm sorry so the the premise of the 2003 one is um eddie murphy and his wife are real estate agents and they um they're on their way out of town for like a family trip because Eddie Murphy works too hard. Um, and then they get sidetracked and go to this house um, that, like, is allegedly up for a listing. But they specifically wanted Eddie Murphy's wife, Sarah, to be the agent for it. They're in the house for, like, 24 hours 
maybe yeah. that's the whole course of the movie um and it, they they don't so like they don't live in the house in this one gabby and travis live in the house they find out that like when you leave the spirits come with you and make, and, and make you come back they bother you until you come back um so she's like well we need help to deal with this she gets she finds father kent to do to try and do an exorcism on the house that doesn't work father kent ropes in ben who uh, is a physicist he's a former astrophysicist but who, he, he made a camera that can capture ghosts he made a camera that can capture ghosts or like ghost particles um and he did it because <laughs> because his wife um was a ghost tour guide and she then, believed in ghosts yes he and believed then, in science and he was like i'm gonna make a lens that combines our two interests yeah. into this and then she beefed it she, she died, died in a in a car accident um <laughs> it comes up later <laughs> um and then so now now ben is a tour guide like doing it for her basically but not a ghost tour guide just a tour guide yeah people keep trying there's a scene like his introduction scene where there's a whole group that's like he says like they'll just follow me they always do like he's some sort of like ultra tour guide um and then he walks outside and he's leading a group and they like keep trying to get him to talk about ghosts and he's like this is a historic tour like he refuses to talk about it and i don't know his they they like say some things in that scene where it seems like he's done a lot of paranormal investigating but then that never comes up again they're just like dead wife anyway there's a lot that they did with his story that i don't love yeah um it was sloppy yeah so so father kent finds him he's like two thousand dollars this woman needs help and ben is like great i'll go help out um he pretends to like look for ghosts he's not super into it and then he leaves and a ghost follows him back that's when the whole like storm happens inside of his apartment um or his house which like that's way too expensive for him to new Orleans is expensive yeah (laughs) um and then he comes back they try and fix whatever they get harriet who's a medium to like so they can talk to the ghost and then they meet danny devito and they're like yeah we'll bring him in on this too and And then then he was like i've been dying to get into this house i'm having a heart operation next week and they're like you need to stay home (laughs) and then and then he shows up anyway but one of my issues with this movie is the premise of getting every all of the other ensemble characters to get into the mansion because when you cross the threshold then the ghosts follow you back the house threshold the house threshold not the land no which the ghosts also can go on yeah um then the ghosts will follow you back and then so so basically everyone except for danny devito comes into this plot through supernatural entrapment yeah (laughs) and i don't love that they don't leave the house until the very end like the only time you see them out was in that dream sequence no they the ghosts yeah no they leave they leave they like east enfield comes the first time and then he goes home and then the ghost also came with him except like they'll leave once they go in because the way that i read it or took it was they came in they attached themselves to the person because jared leto wanted his 999 spirits 
to mm-hmm. do his weird thing yeah. that I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way that they could leave was attaching themselves onto someone is how I read it. I read it as everyone, like, uh, Jared Leto Ghost is the most powerful and he, like, has authority over all the other ghosts. Some of them are trying to fight back against him. So the ones that follow people home to get them back to the haunted mansion are working against Jared Leto because they know that like the more people here, the more people that know what's going on with the situation are then forced to help us. Yeah. It's it's um, definitely entrapment because like they even say like Rosario Dawson was like we tried to go to hotels, we went to a different city and they just followed us Yeah, she we said she and says, they kept telling us to come back. She's the, the yeah. one ghost, Lucky Stanfield, that followed Lucky Stanfield was like return. Return. Yeah, there, <laughs> when he's like a face that's also a wall of water. Um, and then she also specifically says, like, it doesn't matter how far away you go. Yeah. Like, they will follow you, which is one of my issues with the ghost logic in the movie is that you don't have a radius of, like, diminishing power. Yeah. They just stick with you. I kind of like the idea of, like, what you were saying of, like, the ghosts following you home. But I think you need to have structure around that. I thought they were trying to escape. I, di- I forgot that the whole return thing. And the thing with that... Uh, the water ghost, uh, mm-hmm. the Captain Gore. Yeah. Uh, that was in the original design of the Haunted Mansion. That was supposed to be the original owner mm. of the Haunted Mansion. And you would be, I don't know if he would be leading you through it or what, uh, but his story was going to be he killed his wife and then hung himself. That's why they have the hanging scene mm. in the uh, um, in The, the 2003 ride. one? Or, oh, in the right. right. Sorry. Yeah. In the right itself. Yeah. Uh, Captain Gore was supposed to. 2003 one, they show. It opens with Gracie hanging himself. Yeah. They changed (laughs) it to Gracie for the movie. Okay. Because they wanted to be Gracie centric. Yeah. Uh, But in the original ride concept, uh, it was uh, Captain Gore's mansion because it was supposed to tie into Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, interesting. There's supposed to be a tunnel that linked the two. Okay. Uh, and the Gracie Mansion was, you know, built by the fortune of a pirate. Mm. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, the ghost logic is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the the rest of the, the plot is, like, Jared Leto needs... Jared Leto is an evil spirit who so so gracie hold on (laughs) gracie it's gracie manor mr gracie uh his wife died and he which like by the time that ben was like my wife also died i was like how many wives are gonna die in this movie (laughs) um two (laughs) but three spouses total um but so mr gracie was sad that his wife died uh, he started doing seances to try and contact her. He kept doing more and more seances with Madame Leota. And that's like the the lore explanation for why there's so many ghosts in the house in the first place. And then also because they did so many, they like basically opened the door between worlds so large that uh, Crump came through and he's a bad guy. And he needs uh, a thousand souls to complete this ritual so that then he will have control forever question mark it's not gonna like bring him back to life or something but it, it it's like he will always have ghost it, authority it, but it he was so flimsy yeah we watched this two days ago i do not know <laughs> truly i do not know because <laughs> yeah. this movie was just like this is happening yeah we're kind of telling you why 
it's not a good reason why. Yeah. And so my brain just went bloop. That's yeah. one of the times where the plot or the ride affecting the plot does not work. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. So then uh I they... mean I, I, I'm I'm still confused because like they explain that like the ghosts were sort of working for Jared Leto, but then the ghosts start being nice just kind of like after the humans are like, We're trying to help because there's a scene when they when they go to the other mansion the the captain ghost f- follows them mm-hmm. and tries to go out of the car and the Keith Stanfield is like, "Hey captain, uh, do you mind staying in the car so that we can talk to these people and find the thing to help you to set you free?" And then the ghost closes the door. Yeah. And it's just like, "Okay, but if you guys if you guys were able to be nice this whole time, then maybe you just t- tell the humans like we need your help instead of yeah. scaring them." I get yeah. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> my brain broke in like the the directions of like, and also you could have done this to fix it. <laughs> I had to wrap my head around the two factions of ghosts because they kind of forced that. There in. were so, two factions. So yeah. so some of what? them some of them are helping Crump because there's like evil bride lady who, uh, and like that whole like group of people Uh that uh they're like oh now he's raising a ghost army like those people are like his initial wave or like his his second and third and fourths in command or whatever no that's my understanding so like these are the bad guys those the those are the iconic ones that are in the ride uh those are the people who died there naturally oh okay people who went to the mansion and died there okay um the but they're still helping him they were kind of being forced to because he had all of his uh, seance ghosts. Those were the generic copy and paste ghosts. Oh, which, the ones that are just flying around? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those were his guys. Okay. And then the ghosts that were just there by happenstance because they just died there. Yeah. Those are the people who kind of had to get roped into it. I, get, I just don't yeah. understand why. Because they're dead. What is he going to do? spooky they're, yeah they're, they're dead like they say in the movie mm-hmm. they're already dead you can't do anything they're all them. afraid of him but it's not specified why or like what the consequences are if you don't listen to him besides he like he feeds off of grief and that's a th- that's why he's targeting ben and that that and then mm. reasons and then also Owen Wilson unionizes the ghosts. He does. Um, yeah, he gets them. Yeah. To be like, he he he's just like he reveals that he's not a real priest <laughs> and that he uh like he tries to do an exorcism or whatever and then he's just like he's like why are you even working for this guy anyway? Yeah. He's not helping you out at all. He says what we were all thinking. Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah. It's like two lines of dialogue and they're like. We're on this guy's team now. <laughs> it was weird. I didn't like how they made them all like zombie brained of like one minded. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. When Master Gracie is a very free thinking ghost and can make kind of more logical, not the yeah. most logical yeah. decisions. He's but. like in a fugue state of grief where like it seems like he's not fully aware of the reality that he's in because he's every time you see him he like opens up a door and he goes elizabeth like he's constantly looking for his wife but he still also is cognizant enough to help ben get through the house right and yeah the 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 logic the ghost logic the mummy gets a pass 
The mummy gets a pass. The mummy gets a pass. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to talk about Ben and his story. Sure. Because the movie opens with Ben in a bar and yeah. he meets his wife. Mm-hmm. Like this, like it's like this is we're seeing them meet for the first time. Mm-hmm. And like we don't realize that they're married. We think they're like, oh, they're like they're at a bar. They're cute. Mm-hmm. That's great. We see. Yeah, we see their meet cute. Or yeah. Whatever. So like it, one, the movie establishes that Ben is the main character. We're following Ben. Yeah. Uh, but he is not a part of the haunted mansion in yeah. like, any other way of just like, we need your help. Yeah. Right. But then throughout the movie, right, you, you, we see him sad. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's clear that like, she's not around, but they, it's not clear if it's, she's dead or, or they broke up. Yeah. And then they show a flashback of when he is first showing her the, the lens. lens that he built and he gets down uh on his knee to to get his bag out mm-hmm. to grab it and she's like what are you doing she thinks he's proposing yeah and like her reaction is very much she would not have said yes well, so she was like oh my god to me her reaction were like oh my god it's happening what are you doing like it's happening now like she was expecting a proposal and then he pulls out uh, the lens and then she was like oh you made a lens like she was disappointed no the, the way that i saw it was like she did not want to be proposed to and then it was a lens and she was like oh it's a lens like but then, and then, then they show another flashback later of that same time yeah where then he does propose to her so it's like and she's super excited it's it to me that seemed like it was like maybe five minutes later because she's holding the lens and she's looking through it and she's yeah. like talking to him and then he gets down on one knee and then she's like oh my god so i thought like before that scene happened or like that specific flashback moment happened i thought like they broke up because he wasn't willing to like commit to their relationship yeah. <laughs> and he was like sorry i'm just gonna make a lens combining our two special interests and then that's it that's where that's whatever base we're at yep. baby <laughs> and it turns out she's dead and then yeah. i just thought it wasn't like yeah everything everything in this movie was kind of rushed yeah and like just been sort of forced yeah um, the other thing I was going to say when you were talking about their, like, meet cute is there, it's like New Year's Eve, yeah. um, when they meet and she's trying to get the bartender's attention Oh, to this get scene a is drink. just, like, so Disney. Yeah. It's such a, a magical Disney world that, like, you can just It's so sanitized. Yeah. So she's, she's, like, trying to get the bartender's attention. Ben is standing behind her and she's, like, she doesn't catch his eye. So she's, like, ah, I guess I can't get a drink. And then Ben goes, like you want mine and offers her his open already poured mm-hmm. <laughs> readily available no, happened, alcohol like, no, yeah i was no. like no <laughs> no woman would be like thank you strange man <laughs> let like, me take this from you <laughs> i know lakeith stanfield is a beautiful man but yeah like, still it's just yeah i thought they like were almost gonna acknowledge that or something because she was like we could share so like if you're gonna drug me you're gonna drug you too <laughs> yeah and he was like okay yeah i thought they were friends whenever he came up to her and they're just awkward friends and then when they started established they don't know each other i was like wait what yeah <laughs> instant chemistry <laughs> magical disney world yeah um back to the ghost logic because yes, that's the next logic. part of my notes uh so the ghost people follow people home it doesn't seem to have any limitations on the power or like mm-hmm. there's not a distinction of like if you just cross like the threshold of the property then that that's fine like they're not going to follow you home but if you cross over physically into the house 
then they will follow you home. Um, in the 2003 one, the costume and character design has characters appear more dead the farther away they are from the house um so there's a little bit more built-in logic to that yeah because um ezra and emma the two like servant people um in the mansion they appear human like fully solid and everything and then um they're in the like buggy thing to go out or more ghostly they're they're more transparent and then um the mausoleum where they're trying to get a key from then those are like the most zombified decayed yeah. people um i also think it's kind of this back to the 2023 one <laughs> kind of a flimsy reason for crump to i why is crump at gracie manor why does any of this take place at gracie manor they go to crump manor because they're like in order for us to stop this ritual we need something like personal of his so that's why they go to his old house um during either that tour or it's like the danny devito exposition scene then um they talk about how bad of a guy crump was when he was alive his dad sucked he decided to like get revenge on all of his dad's friends once he died that like all turned their backs on him yeah. um and then he, was he basically a little baby he was a baby boy killed everyone because he didn't get the attention he wanted it's like the slightest offense of like he he got revenge on all of the people that turned their backs on him and then if anyone slightly offended him then he killed them too because they're like the tombstones that are from the riot or whatever of like this was a bad maid. I forget the rhyme, but it's like, she sucks. She died. <laughs> like, Crump uh, is someone who has a list of people who have wronged him. Yeah. And then it's like, someone, it's everyone. Does, someone does one little nice thing and he pulls out the list and he erases it. And then the person like accidentally like pushes him. Like they cough, they cough or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But then they also say that like, Finally, the servants turned on him and beheaded him. Yeah. And then Travis has to crawl underneath the Crump Manor. And, like, he sees all the tombstones. He finds a top hat. He finds Crump's skull. Like, why is any of this taking place at Gracie Manor? Why is, like... Yeah, if the, Crump the is haunting the, should be at where the person If died. Crump is the bad guy, then he should have been tied to the Gracie Manor. Like, why is it, why are we going to a completely separate house? I know it's to reference that other. Well, is is it because Gracie was doing the. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the. That's the reason. The lore reason. him out. Is that, like, it's just localized evil. And that's, like, he was doing so many seances that they're, like, well, he's only an hour away or something like that. Like, he's, he's close enough to get pulled through the seance vortex or whatever. It is it's flimsy for sure because crump Crump killed all the people at his mansion yeah i know that like (laughs) none of this is based in reality as far as we can tell we (laughs) don't know how ghosts operate in our real world (laughs) but like this this feels like that was that was still my thought process watching it was like this feels unrealistic (laughs) like if you're gonna have a a malevolent spirit who has unfinished business why are they going to their neighbor's place (laughs) and why isn't it their own house and like bothering winona ryder yeah for (laughs) a movie called the haunted mansion sure a lot of it takes place outside of the mansion mansion. yeah Yeah. that was a big problem i had with the movie yeah Yeah. that's why i was like it's called haunted mansion not haunted city yeah um 
Are we good on ghost logic? <laughs> yeah, I think we're good on ghost logic. Let's talk about everyone's favorite part of everyone's everyone's greatest movies. The ad placements. Yeah. It this to me egregious. Worse than Jurassic World. Yeah. Worse than Sonic. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about worse than Sonic because well, Sonic was basically an Olive Garden commercial. Just, Sonic is the um the chaotic good version of this. That's true. <laughs> also, Sonic stuck with one. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I, that's, and that, I feel I'm more okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, this one had everything. So some of them made sense where like it would be conversational where Gabby is talking to Ben, I think, and she's telling him about how they wanted to move back home. And she's like, and then I found this house on the Zillow. Like that made sense to me. Yeah. Like you don't have to say Zillow, but sure, that's conversational enough. The worst one is when Ben finally breaks down in front of everyone he's fully crying he's telling them about his dead wife and then and like saying how much he misses her and how she like lit up every room and blah 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 and then he was saying that she drove she left their house to go get tater tots because she loved tater tots and then (laughs) and then on the way like he's still sobbing and he's like and then she stopped for ice cream at Baskin Robbins. And it's like, are you kidding me? And then died in a car crash. And then died immediately. I didn't even know she was I, sick. I still think the worst one for me was when they're in the seance room. Mm. And she says, oh, what is it? Um, now, do we have a candle to begin? And Rosario Dawson's like, oh, oh here, I have, I have this Yankee shit. candle. Is this yeah. a Yankee candle? Yeah, sorry. I just haven't canceled my Amazon subscription whatever here's a note and pencil that i bought at the local staple cvs cvs yeah three in a row yeah yeah three in a row i I was wrong this movie does pass the bechdel test because they talk about yankee candle and amazon yeah Yeah, so that one that one's bad the baskin robbins one is bad yeah sure all bad but they are in scenes that theoretically are moving the story along right yeah and that's fine my least favorite one is when they're coming back from Crump Manor and they have Burger King for some reason. And the scene, the scene is literally, all the scene is, the scene is literally just Owen Wilson going, uh, here, I think these are your, uh, I think these are the tater tots. And then Lakeith Stanfield goes, no, these are my jalapeno poppers. And that is the scene. He just like that is the fully, scene. fully holds up the, the crisp Burger King, so Burger you King see bag. in front of the camera. Yeah. Nothing. It doesn't relate to the, the movie. It, it feels like they shot this scene so that they could also put it in a Burger King commercial. The flimsiest like reason for it to be there is they are trying to tell Ben that like he's not going to be able to contact his wife because she's at peace and like that's a good thing that she's not there. But sometimes like the the spirits of departed loved ones will send us a little message. Like Harriet says, my dad died. He was really into model trains. Every once in a while, when I'm feeling really sad. I hear a train whistle and I know he's saying hi. Um, And then Owen Wilson tries to be like, look, it's your wife reaching out to you because Burger King gave you tater tots. And he's like, these are jalapeno poppers. And then they go back to the manor. (laughs) And that's the entire scene. It's bad when a movie can have, when three different people can have their least favorite advertising yeah in a movie and we didn't even cover all of them yeah opening was a u-haul commercial yeah Yeah. i mean which like sometimes i don't mind the u-haul one makes sense i don't mind when there's like like, a real brand like in the background or whatever because that's just like when you have to to me it sticks out more if you get a moving truck and it's just like suns and boxes we move right yeah yeah Yeah, i didn't have too much a 
problem because it's like U-Haul trucks are advertisements for U-Haul. Yes. Right. And it is what it is. It's also an advertisement for New Orleans because yeah. they had that mini documentary at the beginning, mm-hmm. which I thought was going to be completely different. Mm-hmm. Like a, I thought they were doing those little animated, you know how they have those little animated shorts before some of the Pixar movies mm-hmm. or whatnot. I thought they were going to try to do that for the live action things, but like oh. documentary style. Uh, but no, they're just yeah. setting up that this, they're hitting you over the head with the fact that this is in New Orleans, baby. New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Advertisements. Um, I get that, you know, it needs, they need to pay for the movie, but it's, but it's Disney. Disney. It's Disney. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to get one more to have uh, Eddie Murphy on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if they had had one more advertisement, Eddie <laughs> Murphy could have made it. Yeah. I was also thinking like, wow, Baskin Robbins must really be shelling out to Disney to have that little mention during your breakdown of your wife's tragic early passing and then also having Ant-Man work there. Yeah. <laughs> Are there Baskin Robbins at Disney? I, there should be now. I don't know. I just feel like I don't see Baskin Robbins too often anymore. Yeah. There might be one in uh downtown Disney. Yeah. Cuz I didn't explore that because I don't I don't care about shopping. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, the only ice cream brand that I can remember is the Dole Whips. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's fine. Um, an actual ad for this movie, there was a lot of promotion in various places for this, but um, Zillow had a fake mansion listing as part of the film promo, which I do like the idea of. I wish that, like, it made a little more sense just because the first movie has so much to do with real estate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, yeah. Thought, I thought he was going to show up because they kept talking about it. I was like, he's got to show up. Yeah, I, I think once. they really wrote it in that he was going to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the scene would have been like, oh, "I'm not doing this again." I know Haunted Mansion when I see it, and then yeah. he walks away. <laughs> or, or he's just gonna be like, "I'm gonna need a bigger commission," or yeah. something like, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, just stay away from my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ending. The ending. It is a perfect, everything's wrapped in a bow, Disney ending. There are no loose ends. Um, so it's unclear. So the, the 2003 movie, it's like maybe 24 hours maximum that they spend in this house. Um, this movie, it's very unclear the entire time how much time has passed and like how long the, the, Gabby and Tra- uh, Travis have been living there, how long everyone else has been there. Um, the final part or like the final scene is them it's halloween and they're doing like a reunion party basically like the gang's getting back together um just to hang out and eat chili because danny devito pokes his head out the door and he's like the chili chili (laughs) the chili's getting cold (laughs) and then um like ben donates his wife's clothes which i was like you did not you do not have to specify that like this man was holding on to too much every everything yeah Yeah. i feel like that wasn't really stressed at all but he donates his wife's clothes to kent who isn't a priest but is like i'm gonna start volunteering well he he's a cost he works at a costume store or something right sure i'm pretty sure that was established i do think he said he just has this costume and he puts it on sometimes yeah and i think because he works at like a, a costume store I, I, I'm almost positive yeah. I caught that. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, and then, so 
Um, also, Gabby's husband died. We forgot to say this oh, earlier. Oh, yeah, Gabby's husband and, and Travis's dad is dead. Travis's dad is dead. And so Travis is grieving, too. So there's a part where Jared Leto tries to take Travis instead of Ben. Yeah. Um, but it's not, like, it's not clarified that Travis's dad is dead until, like, the twist at the end to, yeah. say, to say that Travis is in danger. Because uh, there are parts where he's just like, yeah, I'm going to talk to my dad. Or, like, I'm just, I just want to talk to my dad right now or something like that. Like, he says that to Ben. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay, buddy. Like, see you later. <laughs> um and then uh they say that travis's dad died a year ago so ben shows up at gabby's house and he's like did you get the job and she's like i'm the new doctor yep um and then he brings her flowers she's dressed very fancy so like also that's something that we haven't said travis and gabby for whatever reason throughout this entire movie are dressed like they are from a different yeah millennia yeah and like travis makes one little comment about it where he's just like i don't know why i'm bullied i always dress my best but when he says it he's wearing like a plaid shirt jeans and a bolo tie yeah and he looks like a little cowboy but then earlier on like when we first see him in the scene he looks like a, a 1940s private school he's like, a english he, school boy he is truly a little lad like he's yeah. got like the suit and like the little short socks like, that go up high and yeah docker yeah like yeah and then at the end she is dressed again in a like old fancy dress i thought they were going like on a date or something like that but then she's just like come on in they this is my chilly dress were, <laughs> they were definitely alluding that ben and gabby were going to have some they sort were of... like will they won't they they will we know they will um but <laughs> it's a disney movie. yeah so travis has no friends and then he also lives in a haunted house so like people make fun of him for it yeah. which i never understand that logic in movies of no. like why would you not be afraid of that kid or like why wouldn't you want to be like hey man is your house haunted that's sick like (laughs) um so she opens the door talking to ben um and then travis is like there and she's like tell him your news and he's like i was voted vice president of my class like everyone likes him now yeah like (laughs) they like him second best (laughs) this movie ended like in like the level it ended was Disney Channel original movie ending, yeah. not blockbuster feature film. Yeah. Two hours and four minutes type of ending. Like yeah, it, it was just like a oh everything everyone's happy now. It's it's the equivalent of when movies would end on a freeze frame and then give a little description of what those characters went on to yeah. do, but just telling us what happened. Yeah, it's all of them just like talking to each other, and then the last bit is them all at the dining room table ben is at the head of the table like this is not your house um but like, he's the main character he's the, and we yeah know that. um and then they're just watching like ghosts do the can can and i guess eating their chili i would love to know more about danny devito's chili <laughs> <laughs> it's not a euphemism it's just true <laughs> so many questions left unanswered yeah um yeah yeah, the, it's just it. There's some good stuff. There is good stuff. There, there's there, some like f- there are things in this movie that made me laugh. Like I laughed out loud. Yeah. A lot of it was like one-liners or like silly little goofy physical comedy things. Yeah. Um, I think there are really good elements to this movie, and then the movie just like the plot is trying so hard to barrel through this plot that it just absolutely steamrolls all of the funny bits and like yeah. does not let them just breathe and like doesn't let you acknowledge that it's funny for a second um like the bit in the trailer 
of him like owen wilson being like they're gonna be deader like that like that character or that type of humor they just kind of steamroll over that travis has the best line deliveries in all of this Travis is great yeah movie he he uh i've seen that actor in two other things he is in um that netflix movie the harder they fall Mm. uh he plays a young um god what's his name he plays kang jonathan majors oh he plays a young jonathan majors and i can i can see that Hmm. and then he's in the uh that damn michael shea sketch comedy show oh, and he plays yeah. a young michael shea mm-hmm. and he does good well in yeah that. <clears throat> um i think it's impressive i normally don't really pay attention to child actors yeah um so i think it's impressive that one i liked him <laughs> two he's able to hold his own yeah. in these scenes with all these like big comedic actors um which like is very impressive of him i also think like it kind of shows that the script is a little bit weak if like your strongest character (laughs) is this kid even though everyone seems to be like trying their best to really commit to the bit like lakeith stanfield does a good job because he's a good actor people are good in their roles but you know he's giving this emotional delivery and talking about baskin robbins exactly it's like there's only so much you can do yeah um yeah travis is great costuming is slightly off i feel like they were trying to go for like timeless for everyone <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't quite work um there 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 is one shot that i can picture in my head specifically where it's rosario dawson and she's in one of her old dresses mm-hmm. and then lakeith stanfield is in his like new orleans style but like he, he the he looks like nathan drake mm. like the way he's dressed is like nathan drake and you know nathan drake has like the gun holsters that go over but yeah. instead of that he has uh his cameras like strapped over his arms but yeah. he looks like nathan trick just with cameras instead of guns and mm-hmm. i was just like come on disney yeah like this is not it's very <laughs> vibes dependent yeah. um and then for no reason uh danny devito is dressed in a transparent raincoat and hat yeah they they go to a hibachi grill and <laughs> danny devito is wearing a translucent like uh fisher hat kind of yeah uh, bucket hat bucket hat yeah. and then a translucent jacket and it's like something you would see in blade runner yeah or altered carbon or some sort of thing like that uh and it's just <laughs> he's just a goofy guy i yeah. imagine that that was just danny devito's and he's like i'm wearing this like <laughs> he just rolled up to set that day and yeah. they were like oh you've already been to hair and makeup <laughs> Great. And like, no and they're like all right let's go danny <laughs> <laughs> yeah um very detailed set design and uh the sets were massive and it seems like they tried to be as true to the right as possible um even with like the framing of the like opening shot of like going through the gates and they wanted to keep the house at that same angle um which i don't think the 2003 one did um they they wanted to keep it like if you're a fan of the ride you know you know this house from this Mm -hmm. shot um and then just like so many details in the the library and the dining room are like the biggest i I think you spend the most time there the library especially um and then uh i'm trying to think Uh, they they had the movie team like come in go through the ride but then also just like stay after hours and have them go through everything like fully with the lights on to see all the different elements of stuff that they could 
put in there and they were all about it <laughs> um i like that it doesn't rely on religion to get rid of the ghosts um owen wilson is just like yeah i'm not a real priest <laughs> and then they don't really talk about like you know the right method of exorcism or like yeah. the the specific denomination or anything <laughs> you should exercise ghosts through which the 2003 one has a canonical heaven and hell <laughs> it has a canonical heaven and hell but i don't think it relies on religion it's no. just like oh by the way <laughs> this ghost went to hell <laughs> and these ones went to heaven yeah. <laughs> and that you don't that's the ending of the movie you don't get that batch anymore <laughs> <laughs> not oh. unless you go on mr toad's wild ride Ooh, you go to hell canonically go to hell oh that's good fun yep and they actually make the hell scene uh very hot mm-hmm. but so hot that the alice in wonderland ride that's built above it is also very hot and just <laughs> one small random room hmm. it's just like why is it so hot in here because you're above hell <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah. I feel like the Imagineers didn't really think that one through. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, cast seemed to have a great time. Everyone, everything that I've seen, um, like I know it's like Disney and it's a big studio and you gotta like promote the hell out of it and everything. Yeah, but but like, when you're making this movie, mm-hmm. this this is a movie. This is a paycheck movie. This is a I can do an indie film now yeah. movie because you're it's Disney. But also all of these actors in this film have proven that they're going to get audiences Mm -hmm. so i'm sure when they're just on set they're just having a good time because they're like oh i gotta go film this baskin robbins commercial real quick it's part of the movie yeah let's joke around and have a good time. yeah and everyone seems to like like (laughs) there's there's a behind the scenes like clip of all of them talking about how much fun they had together and whatever and owen wilson is just like we bonded (laughs) like you guys are really my my family now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so we've talked about the original a lot. Um, it 20, came out twenty years before this. Yeah. Uh, so I guess this is kind of a slightly different structure if we're talking about both movies in this episode. Yeah. Uh, so just a little bit more about the two thousand three one. It came out November 2003. It stars Eddie Murphy. Um, it was not a crit- critical success at the time, but it's now considered a cult classic. Um, the original intended audience grew up with it, and they continue to show it to their kids, so it's kind of like aged with them, mm-hmm. and I feel like it held up pretty well. I think it does. Um, there are some <laughs> words for <laughs> Romani people you should not use anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, there was a roger ebert review that gave it 2.5 stars um he said the surprising thing about the haunted mansion isn't that it's based on a disney theme park ride but that it has ambition it wanted to be more than a movie version of the ride i expected an inane series of non-stop action sequences but what i got was a fairly intriguing story about an actual plot that is actually resolved that doesn't make the movie good enough to recommend but it makes it better than the ad suggests yeah. that was interesting so the, the the way I feel about these movies is that the 2003 one has charm. Yes. And this new one doesn't. Yes. This this new one is just a studio soulless movie mm-hmm. that is just... I feel like the, the initial premise to get an ensemble cast into a haunted house is like exercise the demons. Cool. That's stronger than 
uh, you have a house listing because you might be the re-embodied spirit of the owner's dead wife who he's been searching for for like 200-ish years. Yeah. And then uh, it turns out the butler did it. And uh, then he went to hell. <laughs> and that's the kind of charm and that I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... I don't know. I did. I'm just might just be talking out of my ass, but for like a really solid, good haunted mansion movie, it needs to be kind of like what's it called? Get out, mm. because uh, that balanced comedy, like good comedy and really good horror. Mm. Yeah, together, I, I could see more of a Get Out vibe, mm. which is what the bit, uh, informed the theme of the haunted mansion, the ride at least, yeah. because. Mm. Uh, this was one of the last rides Walt got to work on before yeah. he died, and two guys took over. One guy wanted to be traditional, like really scary haunted mansion. The other guy wanted to be more lighthearted and jokey, mm-hmm. which is why you get the um, uh, the final scene where they're all in the graveyard and it's all goofing around, grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the beginning, you kind of get more of the actual scares, yeah, and the tension. Um, so I think a good haunted mansion movie could be can be done it just has to be done by the muppets the muppets exactly i felt like the 2003 one had a good balance of like some legitimate scares or scare attempts at least and then like be like they have the full like singing quartet of of busts and whatever like the i love the singing yeah the eddie murphy's face decaying in front of him uh was like oh i didn't expect this to happen like right now yeah um the, the zombies yeah. in the mausoleum were kind of... They look really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, when she has to go underwater. Yeah. And they start grabbing her from... Her yeah. Um, there, there were, like, scary things. I think this like, mm-hmm. this new one takes it up a little bit, but we you can also explain that with this new one is PG-13 and the original is PG. And so, like, the original yeah. is still, like, it's a, it is a scary movie for kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one was a little bit more for the family. Mm-hmm. So, like. Yeah, I think the, the dial, they went too far with the comedy <clears throat> on the first one. This one, they swung a little too hard and went too, tried to be serious. Yeah. It tries to be serious. I didn't think it was scary at all. I yeah. didn't think that there was anything that was, like, ah. Like, if I watched this as a 12-year-old, like, ah. I don't, I don't, yeah. Yeah. meh. I uh, did get really excited when they showed Constance Hatchaway's face going, Brrr. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that. Then I was like, oh, maybe they're actually going to yeah. try to do it. No. <laughs> um, I also thought, like, the difference between the original and this one is, like, the original kind of escalates slowly. Like, you figure out, or, like, the family figures out that something is wrong with the house. Uh, this one is just, like, immediately travis is haunted (laughs) uh so it it tries to i feel like really go to an 11 right away and i don't think it gets there at all and then it has to rely on again that line read of him going will it though that like for that whole thing (laughs) to pay off i like the idea i just don't think they did it right like you're saying yeah like at first i was like oh yeah we're right in the thick of it cool i I skip all the lead up go for the ghosts and then it's just like "Ah." yeah it's like it's called haunted mansion we know we know what's (laughs) gonna happen to it but even then i don't feel like they introduce the elements in the right way and also again the ghost logic to me is flawed (laughs) so that's like harder to build a story off of uh and i know like the original has 
fewer characters mm-hmm. but they do a better job at establishing who these characters are yeah um like you spend a decent amount of time with eddie murphy and his family before you even get to the haunted mansion to be like these are who these characters are mm-hmm. like you get eddie murphy is the dad who is just trying to work so that his his family can have he focuses he didn't have yeah. as a kid the mom also works but is like we need to figure out this family balance better mm-hmm. the son is kind of scared of things there's a scene where the, there's a spider in the son's room uh and eddie murphy's like you just gotta you just gotta whack the spider with the ma- magazine you just gotta whack it and the kid is like that's a big spider i'm not going near that <laughs> and then the the daughter is the older sibling and mm-hmm. she comes in and just whacks it and she's just like get over it like, yeah she's kind of like the tough older sibling mm-hmm. yeah i agree this movie did hurt for it it's large cast hurt itself yeah because mm-hmm. it was like too many you don't need a, a tactical team the specialist the the, yeah. the psychic you don't you, need you, the, do, was, you don't need oceans 11 your way yeah, through exactly. the haunted yeah, mansion yeah 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 <laughs> well because like especially like, with with the trailer when like it's revealed that rosario dawson and this kid mm-hmm. are the people living in the house i'm like okay yeah they're the characters yeah they're the main characters we're following them and the other ones are like the side characters who are there for, i thought it was gonna follow travis or, yeah like travis yeah. and like the kid like you would follow him mm-hmm. and then like these other characters are like the people trying to help but we didn't we wouldn't really get much more more exposition on their background yeah but they there there was focus on them and they gave too much exposition but not enough for it to be like oh these are who the people are just yeah. enough for it to be like but why yeah so yeah i think it should have they should have cut as much as I love him, Danny DeVito and um, yeah, he didn't need to be there. Yeah. Tiffany Haddish. I think those two. I like the idea of Tiffany Haddish, but it wasn't executed well. It wasn't. No, it wasn't executed well when you also already have Madame Leota built into the plot. I feel like Tiffany Haddish's character stayed too long. I think mm-hmm. something should have happened to up the stakes. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Danny DeVito's. Honestly, I, I yeah, think I kind of feel like Owen Wilson die. doesn't need to be in this movie really all right so I mean, everyone <laughs> gets rid of one <laughs> so like as like I, I like owen wilson i don't yeah. think he's that important like like tiffany haddish's character would have had more time to be fleshed out and mm-hmm. like the the character there makes sense to me that it is someone who is connected and if we're sticking with this ben and his dead wife then then you get like that story still where she's like i can't talk to her and yeah then, and then like she she is the one who actually has the power to help stop mm-hmm. ben is sort of like the the uh bait basically for, yeah. for jared leto uh i feel like she could have been the one who initially went to the house but then was like because like the the whole there's a whole plot thing where she's like second guessing herself she doesn't think she's a good psychic they they imply that she is a cheap psychic and yeah. therefore a bad one and she even says at some point that she's not powerful enough to do something and yeah then, uh, jamie lee curtis is like you can do this so i'm just like she should have gone first mm-hmm. she gets trapped and then she's just like really doubting herself because she can't help this family she finds ben mm-hmm. and then and then you have the the mystical and the science yeah. uniting again yeah, yeah. i feel like yeah. Uh, the plot explains that Owen Wilson doesn't need to be there. Where yeah. like everyone else is there, he is there because he unionizes the ghosts. That's his which plot is not reason. something he has to do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but like, 
the uh harriet is a medium she's there like she has a function there ben has his ghost camera so like and he doubts stuff so like he has a function and he's also important to the plot uh danny devito he uh, knows the history yeah like he does he does help when they're like trying to figure out who exactly crump is what's going on and everything and then he like he has his heart condition so he almost dies at one point and so like he provides some sort of stakes to his involvement too owen wilson isn't a real priest so he doesn't need to be there yeah he was there because she saw him in a priest outfit yeah i think owen wilson's character is the white man that disney thought test audiences would need to Mm. enjoy the movie to balance it out you can't just have danny devito be your white representation yeah because he's too old (laughs) because he's he's goofy he's the goofy old man character he's not like and owen wilson i'm not saying he's young he's also not old Mm -hmm. but he you know is more he's a recognizable young face he looks great (laughs) yeah so i think that's why he is yeah that's fair yeah um I don't know if you have this in your production facts, but I, I saw a thing, uh, or maybe you, maybe you even said it, maybe you even said it to me, <laughs> but, uh, the director of Haunted Mansion, um, blames the movie coming out when Barbie and Oppenheimer I came do out have, I have, for I have it not doing well. Stuff and about I'm just that. like, oh man. Yeah. You did not watch this movie, did you? Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah we'll get there in a second um i just wanted to say a couple other things about the original versus this one um i feel like the special effects hold up in the original pretty well Well, or like they're all practical yeah basically um practical always holds like not always but like when it is a funded movie it holds up in a way that cgi just because even even cgi five years ago can be like oh wow but you know the flash i mean like even the those um the digital stuff like is in the specifically in like the eddie murphy flying around Mm -hmm. and like uh i watched a thing about how much of that was digital versus how much of that was practical effects um i feel like that holds up pretty well like you watch it and you're like yeah early 2000s special effects (laughs) but it it works um and then i liked that the trailer narration for the 2003 one uh frames the setup like a real estate listing where they're like uh this is it's it's got a spacious ballroom it's got a grand staircase it's got some dead people in the backyard and a deep dark secret (laughs) eddie murphy is obviously great Mm -hmm. he's eddie murphy he has some great line deliveries in this when he's talking about the cemetery (laughs) in the backyard the way he says it just it it just gets like he's like there's dead people in the backyard (laughs) he doesn't say backyard he says backyard like it's two separate words look honey there's they have dead people, people in, in the, the backyard. backyard. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, I don't know why that gets me, but it yeah. gets me. There's a part uh, where, like, at the beginning, we're establishing like he cares about, you know, he he works too much. Mm-hmm. He's getting this couple to sign a lease agree- or a, a sale agreement. Yeah. But they're not signing it. They want to celebrate because they're buying a house. Yeah. And like he's just trying to get them to sign it, and they're like, "Oh, you guys, you gotta get a drink. We gotta celebrate." Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's just like, "Just sign it!" And like he just yells at them, and then he smiles. And then he's just like, classic Eddie Murphy. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, last thing before production facts is both moms in the movies are the central are central to the story, but also shoved aside by the plot. Yeah. Uh, in the which like, 
wow, what a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the 2003 one, uh, Sarah is um, suspected or like they they think that Sarah is the reincarnation of Elizabeth. Um, so she like the Mr. Gracie like talks to her, like tells her all about his like family history and stuff, not telling her that he's a ghost. So he's like, my great grandfather <laughs> was in this relationship, blah, blah, blah. Um, like he's trying to marry her. She's, she's very central to all the events that are going on. 85% of the movie is following Eddie Murphy through the house. Um, which like, I still like the character development of the stuff that you do see, but she's the reason they're at the house and we hardly see her. Um, this movie, same thing. Ben is the main character. Why isn't it Gabby? Why aren't we finding out about this mom who's in this weird situation and also experiencing grief? They say that Ben and Travis are the ones that are grieving. Her husband died. Yeah. And they never talk about like, how are you? Like (laughs) it's, she's never considered like a potential victim. They could have like, she's a doctor. She's smart. Yeah. She has this really cool son. She, you know, we get one little scene where she's like, I'm obviously not going to stay here. I'm protecting my kid. Yeah. Which, you know, we could have had a cool movie where it's this badass mom protecting her kid from ghosts. Yeah. But instead it's the photographer, the the physicist photographer. Yeah. (laughs) Who's like, he's clearly like not as far or not as advanced in his grieving process as she is. Do you want to start a relationship with that guy? I know he's good with your kid, but, like, that's gotta suck. (laughs) Oh, one thing, like, he, like, to show that Ben is good with Travis, Mm -hmm. like, they talk about action figures, and Ben (laughs) brings up this action figure called, what, Hero Man or Action Man? Action Man. Yeah. And it's it's just an action figure that has a shoe, and he hits people with his shoe. It's a generic action figure. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, I mean, I was poor growing up. Like, yeah. it's like a throwaway line. And then later, at the, like, we, we get to see Action Man for a second. Yeah. Like, that is a funny thing. Yeah. That is a very funny concept that they just brush over and steamroll over because yeah. there's just so much else that they're like, we have to do this and this and this and this and this. And yeah. it's like, but can we maybe have a second to breathe with Action Man? Because that is funny i forget his tagline that action man has or his catchphrase but it's like it's just like try me or something like that but (laughs) when when he's playing with travis then he's like giving the full emotion to the line so he's just like try me like (laughs) holding the action figure and travis like yay (laughs) (laughs) yeah anything else about either of these movies before production facts for the 2023 one do you want easter eggs or Hmm? <laughs> Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's the doom buggy whenever uh, chair whenever uh, oh, yeah. oh gets yeah. yeeted out of the yeah. mansion. Yeah. The doom buggy was nice to see. The Donald Duck chair was cool to see. Uh, that was the one that Ben. Mm. Ben's the main character, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I keep wanting to call Danny DeVito character's name Ben. Um, ben sits in the Donald Duck chair, uh, which is a Rolly Crump, I believe, design that made it into the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... Oh, gosh. Now I'm blanking on all of it. Um, Do you have your camera pointed at you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now you can watch me try to remember <laughs> Easter eggs I was trying to pull up. Um, I know there are hidden Mickeys in the 
first one. I didn't see if, if there were hidden ones in the other one. Uh, yeah. But I know I that's a um, it's a thing people care about. Yeah, I I never understood that. Yeah. Um there's the the Captain Gore thing that I already talked about. Yeah. Um Oh no. It's all right. Mm-hmm. If I remember one, I'll just shout it out. Yeah. Production facts. Production facts. This movie was released July 28th, 2023, and then it came onto Disney Plus October 4th. A terrible time to release a, a horrible movie in theaters. I know that they did that just because it would be on streaming for Halloween. Yeah. And I think Disney knew they're like, this movie is not going to do well in theaters. Let's just make it. So well, that- they didn't know that. They didn't know. No. Oh, they thought. They thought it was going to do well. Um, the release date for this movie was moved around a couple of times. I don't fully know why, but at one point it was March 10th and another point it was August 11th. Um, okay. I feel like August would have been better. August would have been um, more acceptable in but my mind. I think that's also why in the trailers, it all says this year yeah. and like releasing soon. <laughs> they don't have a specific date like the other ones do. Um, it is a two hour and three minute runtime with a PG 13 rating on other ratings 37 percent for rotten tomatoes with an 84 percent audience score what a difference disney adults yeah uh 47 out of 100 on metacritic it's got a b plus on cinema score and an 80 percent on post track cinema score and post track both rate from audience reviews and not critic reviews um so the people like it um the positive audience reviews on Rotten Tomatoes seem to be from fans of the ride. Yeah. Uh, so there was one th- that I liked that was just goofy. It gave the movie three and a half stars. It says, this is not a good movie, but more an enjoyable Disney ride. I can't help it. I had a good time. I don't know which which one you're rating, buddy, if you're rating the movie or the ride. But That's yeah. And then the critic consensus on Rotten Tomatoes is Haunted Mansion's talented cast makes the movie a pleasant enough destination, although it's neither scary nor funny enough to wholeheartedly recommend. I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of a boring movie. Yeah. Like, it's just. Yeah. But was it commercially successful? Was it successful? My God, not even a little bit. What? Uh, Shocking. So, so it had a budget of 150 to 157.8 million dollars. I don't know. So like 150-ish million dollars. I don't know where that 7.8 comes from, but that was the range that I saw. The box office numbers as of October 15th, it earned 116.5 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, 67.5 million of that is from US and Canada, 49 million is from other territories. Uh, it was released alongside Talk to Me, and it was projected to earn anywhere between 20 to 30 million dollars in the opening weekend. It earned, uh, it that 20 to 30 range depends on like the predictions. So some of them said like 20 to 25, and some of them said 25 to 30 million. Mm-hmm. Um, so just put both. So it earned 24.1 million in the opening weekend, which like, is in that range um it finished in third behind barbie and oppenheimer and then it didn't beat the 2003 film's opening weekend of 24.3 million dollars and that's not adjusted for inflation um and then the original budget is 90 million dollars with box office of 182.3 million dollars dang that original one did pretty well pretty well i don't know like the time frame of that 182.3 million i don't know like how how long did it take them to earn that because it's been 20 years 
how long. Um, sure, but it's still... 90 versus 182. Yeah. They, they doubled. Yeah. Um, and then... I guess 100% lower. When this movie was released, it dropped 62% in the oh, second weekend to earn... devastating. $9.2 million. That's devastating. Yeah. They earned $10 million in their opening, like, night. And then the second weekend, they earned less than that. And it... I, I know he blamed Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah. It's not why. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, according to, like... We talked about this in their Dungeons and Dragons episode of like the amount of money a movie needs to make in order for it to be considered commercially successful just because of like marketing and post-production costs and other things like that. So this movie, according to Screen Rant, needed to make $350 million to quote break even. It didn't it didn't even make back its initial budget. So no. it's it's nowhere close to that. Um this was in development hell. Oh, I know it was and like we could have had an actually great haunted mansion movie. Bryce, are you aware? Are you? Let's. I I knew uh, Guillermo del yep. Toro yes. was originally tied to yep. it. Yes, and that's what we're talking about. So, now. here's the timeline: 2010. Seven years after the first. Seven years after the first one, uh, there were plans for an adaptation reboot uh, with Guillermo del Toro set to write and produce, uh, and he was going to set the plot in a heightened reality instead of a real world setting. So I don't know if that would be like the the ghost world of the Haunted Mansion or whatever. Um, and this is also, he said that uh, the Hatbox ghost would be a main character. Like he decided that would happen. So I think this that's the only holdover yeah, from the original like idea. Uh, 2012, Guillermo del Toro submitted the, his final draft of the, the script and he was shooting for a PG-13 rating. 2013 del toro is no longer the project director but he's still attached as a co-writer and executive producer 2015 ryan gosling is in early negotiations <laughs> to star um and then august 2020 skip forward five years disney officially announces haunted mansion project um with katie dippled who uh as the or signed on to write the new screenplay her credits include parks and rec and writing the 2016 yeah. Ghostbusters, um, they had they wanted someone to write a new screenplay because they thought Del Toro's script was too scary for families. So I don't know what rating Cowards. he would have actually gotten. Yeah, Cowards. yeah. And then April 2021, Justin Simeon, the director, or negotiations began to direct. His credits include Dear White People and Bad Hair. Um, so he was officially confirmed as the director in July or around July and then July to October 2021 principal casting confirmation uh, started coming out uh, October 2021 to February 2022 they had principal photography for the movie and then July 15th 2023 the film premiered in Disneyland in Anaheim and then officially released to the public on July 28th Due to the SAG after strikes, uh, the film stars couldn't attend and promote the premiere, so Disney characters were on the red carpet instead, including Mickey, Minnie, Maleficent, Cruella DeVille, and the Evil Queen. It's just very funny to me. That's sad. Of like, sad. you can't, you can't have anyone there, so you're like, here are our other beloved characters. Have you seen videos from it? No, I haven't. Oh, it's so weird. It's like the the air of a big red carpet reveal. But and the, then it's Mickey. <laughs> the, yeah, it's it's like you're. It felt cheap. Yeah. Because like nothing 
nothing mattered. Yeah. When you saw <laughs> turned around and saw Cruella Deville, it's like nothing. This doesn't matter. Yeah. It's supposed to be this big premiere, and it's yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, I. We could have had something really cool with Guillermo del Toro. I think it probably would have been the actual good We've, haunted mansion movie that people yeah. would want. We've talked about this kind of recently. I think with Chupa, mm. um, of like something is basically like things aren't allowed to be scary or gross anymore um Guillermo del Toro I think is like the one major pushback that we have right now of like making things like you can you can acknowledge that like monsters exist Mm -hmm. in the world uh and like kids understand that like we don't want to admit it but some kids do and he that's like one of his big things this could have been a really cool movie (laughs) (laughs) and like I don't I don't think it would have even been like the traumatizing 80s movie kind of vibe but like if it did then so what i think it would have been had a labyrinth vibe yeah and i think it would have made them way more money yeah than like this is like the safest least interesting option they could have taken and they just went with that this this version is an ai written version and i'm sorry to the writer yeah it was not a good script i liked the 2016 ghostbusters kind of no i enjoyed that yeah yeah and parks and rec is a good show yeah like she's got great credits yeah but this one and i'm guessing there's so much studio interference i'm sure she was on i'm not putting all of the blame on her but like it's probably a time crunch too of like there was like years before any updates and then august 2020 she's signed on to write a new screenplay she got a year she yeah she had a yeah. yeah and then they began shooting in october yeah, and like that comes across yeah this is a script written in a year yeah so i don't blame her <laughs> no it's just it's it's rough yeah uh so at one point this was supposed to be the beginning of a franchise um as we have said the release date so rough yep. um and i'm not sure why it was moved around so much um and then the director justin simeon also because of the strikes like actors were doing a bunch of promo for the movie and then the strikes happened and then basically the director was like the only one that was campaigning for it because he was the only one that could um so he said in an interview to the rap that um i think the release date was really tough i saw barbie coming from miles away i was disappointed by some aspects of our release but i was not really surprised there was a lot of stuff going on with the strike a lot of stuff that had nothing to do with the movie that i think really got in the way and that was frustrating to see because i came up in publicity if you would ask me and sat down with me i would have seen some of these things coming i'll put it that way (laughs) so he's not happy (laughs) and like i get it yeah like why would you i i guess my my only thinking is like everyone has been talking about barbie and oppenheimer and like the barbenheimer event for so long i feel like the only one who could really potentially stand up to that would be disney the the biggest company in the world ish (laughs) so i get why basically they would be too cocky to think like this could apply to us but you've got to you've got to know that a christopher nolan movie and a barbie movie that people are really interested in and are doing like much more interesting things (laughs) and much more cinematic things it's not gonna go well for your movie anyway um and a lot of that promo then he also talked about a possible sequel as like 
happening after the like like as part of his promotion then he yeah. was like there was a strong potential for a sequel to happen and for a franchise um and depending on how well it does on disney plus then a sequel is still possible but it is not currently confirmed a lot of people predict or by a lot i mean like however many predictions that i read um so like at least three <laughs> said that um this would be a sequel would probably be a streaming exclusive with a smaller budget um and that predictions for it also said that it would probably still follow the same cast or same some of the same cast mm -hmm. um but also because of ongoing strikes and then how long um that the cg process takes that an optimistic release date isn't until 2026 so it's gonna be a while <laughs> which i'm okay with yeah um and then this was filmed in new orleans and atlanta um uh, this is another new orleans movie for us this is a, a trend we yeah, did not mean like to new orleans is really cranking out the movies mm -hmm. uh, i don't want to live in new orleans Mm, I don't like heat. Yeah. I'm a fan of sweaters. Yeah. You can't wear them there that often. Or you could, but you would regret it. Yep. Um, and then a lot of the set interiors were built and shot in Atlanta, and then at least one exterior was in New Orleans. Um, but I think the sets were all in the studio in Atlanta. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Anything else before we get to our ratings? Any other uh, Easter eggs that you thought of? I don't have anything. Bryce, do you have any? There was, uh, in the ballroom scene, they made sure to include Pickwick, the chandelier ghost. Mm. Yeah. And also they had the uh, clock, the grandfather clock. Mm -hmm. I feel like and now you're, you're, you're naming characters from Beauty and the Beast. Ominous teeth <laughs> hidden in the furniture. Teeth-like furniture. Which was a big thing, because... Uh, yeah, they... I noticed that in Travis's bedroom, the little, like, drapes above his bed were very oh. teeth-like. Yeah, that, those are <clears throat> remnants, at least in the ride design, those are remnants of um, the Museum of the Weird, which was supposed to open with... Oh, that's you, not me. <laughs> uh, that was supposed to open with the Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be, like, a little side exhibit. Wasn't it supposed to be, like, a walking tour thing? Yeah. And not a ride... Yeah, it was supposed to be a walking tour, but then they were like, that's not efficient. Yeah. Uh, and then the Museum of the Weird was a side thing, and that had more interesting visuals. Mm -hmm. Less haunted house, more weird. Spooky, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then when that was canned, a lot of those Museum of the Weird stuff was brought into the Haunted Mansion, mm. like teeth-like uh, architecture and design. Mm -hmm. Um the Donald Duck chair, etc. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of the Easter eggs that I was, because I had to do a quick refresher. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it was just details of this was in the ride. Like, gotcha. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was. That's yeah. correct. Mm -hmm. Well, I know. Like with the original, you were saying that like they used a lot of the actual props. They used. Um, so they in the original they built the f like full exterior of the house it's like 40 feet or something mm -hmm. like that and then cgi the roof of it um and then there were tombstones that were in they said that like they had hundreds of tombstones that they had um 
they kind of like built a swamp basically um and so then like a bunch of those tombstones were in the swamp and some of them came from the actual ride itself i don't know how many props were carried over from the initial ride um and then like trees like they manufactured trees (laughs) and stuff that were in there um yeah it was interesting uh i looked at like on youtube um i think i think it was like screen wars or some some name like that that basically is just like a a channel that has the dvd special features for stuff um and they there is one that was like a compilation of the behind the scenes stuff for the 2023 movie that i watched where it's basically just like several package variations of like people saying we had a good time please watch our movie yeah and that's about it and then i looked at the decent amount of stuff from the 2003 one there's so much like just b-roll that you can see um and then there's a lot more like sit down interviews where they talk about like step by step like here's how we got the effect of madame leota's head in the glass ball and that like I feel like that makes me weirdly nostalgic of like i remember watching dvd special features a lot as a kid and like being interested in movies in that way and it just sucks that it feels like it's more sanitized of like they don't want to give away their trade secrets anymore they're not going to tell you about how they did things and also maybe because like it's just less interesting now because things are less practical it's all on a computer over a guy at a computer yeah looking at him type i click this button and then i click this button and then i wait an hour for it to render and then i click this button and then i wait for my union to go on strike and get me health (laughs) care uh the tombstones yeah that reminded me uh when the kid was crawling underneath the uh mansion two yeah uh all the tombstones had goofy like yeah little things that's because outside of the uh yeah. haunted mansion yeah they have yeah. the little goofy gravestone yeah i was like i knew that's what it was referencing but i was also like man crump is just like so petty to be like <laughs> i'm not gonna put your name but i am gonna give you a little rhyme <laughs> to be remembered by the one honestly the one redeeming quality of them <laughs> he's a poet yeah <laughs> shall we talk about our ratings let's talk about our ratings well, we have a four rating system mm-hmm. with five options. Mm-hmm. A zero out of four is an ooh, no. Spooky. Don't make movies anymore. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll come back and haunt you again. And a one out of four is that was a movie. And a two out of four is was, was well made. Mm-hmm. Three out of four is enjoyable and technically good. And four is Oscar worthy. Mm-hmm. I gave this movie initially a two out of four are you changing it again i am going to change it to a one out of four cool because it it was so boring (laughs) (laughs) and it wasn't a travesty of filmmaking yeah but it it, this is a movie that i I would say it was a movie yeah i also gave it a one out of four uh and i'm sticking with that um pretty much the same reasons but also it just there it could have been cool it could have been really cool yeah uh i appreciate like the fun dialogue i really appreciate travis um but just like the combo of having so many unnecessary ad reads inserted into your already (laughs) corporate movie and then also you did not need to cast jared leto there was literally no reason for 
it to be him yeah. that just it doesn't feel worth it to give it a two out of four which like i feel like there's so much intention that was put behind like the design of this movie but then the actual execution of it is uh unfortunately not worth it to me which sucks bryce i'm gonna be difficult and say 1.5 okay you don't really do half ratings i okay we don't really do half ratings i'll do one but of like a very hopeful one (laughs) you want to give it a one in air quotes (laughs) yeah 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 a a one in a happy face if i may (laughs) so i i think our average score would be a a a one and then a little shrug emoji or maybe that kevin james the Kevin James meme. Yep, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, like, it had so many problems. Yeah, it had so many problems, but also so much potential. And I, I couldn't, like, I left the theater having a fun time, but also a list of things that I would have done very differently. Yeah. Like, um, why was the hat box ghost the villain? That mm-hmm. yeah. That made I, no sense. You have I, a clear and obvious villain in Constance Hatchaway. Yeah. There are too many dead wives, not enough dead husbands. Yeah. Uh, and you, if you wanted to make this a series or like have sequels, mm-hmm. uh, I would have done a trilogy. Mm-hmm. First one would have been exploring Constance Hatchaway and her husbands, uh, or lack thereof. Yeah. Uh, and trying to escape that. The second one maybe build up the hatbox ghost mm-hmm. i think that i think making the hatbox ghost a villain could have been an interesting choice i don't think they did it correctly yeah i think in a um count olaf from a series of unfortunate events mm-hmm. kind of way if he had that kind of vibe then it would have been good mm-hmm. jim carrey as a hatbox ghost Ooh. Cheekbones. Somebody. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> uh, and then the third one is throughout the first two movies, right? You have the main villains. Mm-hmm. Countess Hatchaway, let's say the mansion has been owned by murderers uh, who just, you know, have a history of killing. Mm-hmm. And Constance was the last one and the most vengeful. Whatever. Yeah. You throw in, oh, there's a little guide helping you. Mm-hmm. Could You could write it off as Madame Lieta. Or something else. The second one, you have the hatbox ghost kind of being more zany. This this one's a little uh, a little off, a little quirky. Uh, not like the other ghosts. And yeah. you feel he's not like the other ghosts. He's he's not outright gonna kill you, but he's gonna he's gonna have fun with it. He's gonna be manipulative mm-hmm. and conniving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get more whispers of the host. Mm. And then the last one, build everything together for Walt himself. Walt, uh, Walt, Walt Disney's head emerges <laughs> from the center of Madame Leo, Leado, Leota's crystal ball breaks. Walt's head emerges. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> you know, and then like uh, wrap it all up with the ghost host being uh, turning the house against the victims yeah like i I think that would have been uh, yeah instead of trying to blow your load on one uh edge yourself (laughs) edge them a little bit (laughs) we talk we talk about edging a lot more than once for this movie podcast yeah it's a it's a what makes you think that animated movie 
Um, hey, that could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. Context is we're talking about haunted mansions. Yeah. Casper. Nope. Um, the the you like it? It's the the house is alive. Oh, Monster House. Monster House. Oh, yeah, yeah, Monster House. Monster, I love Monster house, house is haunted mansion done right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you want to watch a good haunted house movie, <laughs> go watch Monster House. Yeah, they piss in bottles, <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think that brings us to the end of our Haunted Mansion, the Haunted Mansion discussion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how long have we been going for, Bryce? Hour 43. Okay. Oh, nope. Hour 44. Great. Typically, we do another movie we watched recently. We're not going to do that because we we talked about two movies. Watch Monster House. Yeah. Um, please go follow us places. Yeah. Instagram is the big one. Patreon, if you want to support us, mm-hmm. that would be great. And leave questions and comments and we'll respond in our other podcasts, virtual house sessions. We have a second recording of that coming up soon. Mm-hmm. By the time you're watching this, it's already out. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. Bryce, thank you for helping us today and thank you for your insights onto this franchise that we don't know as uh that that side of. This this franchise, franchise. <laughs> yes it's got enough material to be considered a franchise uh, yeah. as a children's book mm. Mm. makes so you think see you next week <laughs> hurry back <laughs> hurry back